your money lives on when you are gone. Anyone who has watched Midsummer Murders on TV will know how unexpectedly death can occur. As distressing as your death might be, handled properly, it can be a fantastic tax avoidance event. With a well set up trust, your business affairs can continue and no one need miss you at all. Some accountants say, however, leave a mess and your relatives must sort it out as well as coping with their abject grief at losing you. There are three steps to putting your legal affairs in order prior to your immediate demise. Step one, a will. Many of you might prefer to leave this detail until you are on your deathbed. Apart from causing your lawyer to run around like a scalded cat, it can be a prelude to the family dividing between those and who, coincidentally, benefited from the will and those who couldn't make it and lost out. Step two, an enduring power of attorney, a living will. This enables one, two or more people chosen by you, called attorneys, to deal with your affairs if you are in a coma or otherwise lost your marbles. You must trust your attorneys absolutely. In the past, this power has been used by unscrupulous individuals, children, to disadvantage other individuals, the other children, so choose carefully. Step three, an advanced health directive. This is called various names in different countries, but gives much detail on how you wish to be treated medically if you are unable to say yourself. It can be, in effect, a do not revive notice. It tells your relatives when to turn the machine off and in some cases when to keep their fingers off the button. Without it, typically, there can be fights between your parents, friends, relatives who want to keep the machine on and your spouse who has moved on and wants closure. An advanced health directive can avoid all this. Look on the bright side, you may die, but your money and property live on. I'm Paul Brennan, and that was an extract from my book, The Law is an Ass, Make Sure It Doesn't Bite Yours. 